This is Time Out with You Stadium. This podcast is for you sports superfans, for you sports debaters, and yes, you, the sports opinionators or hot takers. We take your calls live on air and answer questions directly from the U Stadium app. Get it at ustadium.com. Join in on the conversation with Brianna, Nick, and Frankie. Time out with U Stadium starts now. What's up, you guys? We're here. We're late. I, I'm late. It's me. My fault. Um, <laughs> some of us have side hustles, and some of those side hustles include small children who uh, don't always listen um, when I say it's time for me to go home. But whatever. I'm here. So we I'm made tweeting it. about hockey all day. <laughs> Try having one of your own. Oh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> hi, welcome back to Time Out With You Stadium. I am Brianna, your host. Nick and Frankie are here with me. We are finally doing our post-draft show um, where we can kind of wrap up this entire draft talk, like I say every week that I feel like we've been talking about for six months. Um, we've got a pretty loaded show here for you guys. So we are going to start, you guys want to start winners and losers team-wise or pick-wise first? I think going Just team go would teams, would teams, go definitely. one into the other. All right, so let's start with teams then. Who are your winners? By the way, and we losers? we had a sick we had a sick draft event. By the way, I just want to give a shout outs to Nick and Bree mm-hmm. and Scott and the whole gang at Play Like a Jet. You guys killed that virtual draft. That was awesome. If you haven't checked it out, go to the uh, U Stadium uh, YouTube and check that out. I called in. I had a few few too many that evening, but hey. <laughs> What else is new? Um, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was a great uh, great performance all around by everybody but me. So I just want to give give everyone a shout out. That I was part your performance of that. was pretty good. No, it's Nick. I'm always good, man. I'm always on. No matter even when, when I'm lights off, are I'm on, on, you're in. Yeah, I'm good. I got a new even lamp right here. Off, by the way, look look I'm at this. On. Thing. Oh, I didn't turn it on yet. There we go. I have to turn it on. I'm kind of oh, look at my lights. Is over. Bam! Showtime. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Is that a ring light? I don't know what this is. This is like a floor light that they gave me at WeWork. And I kept pronouncing the kid's name wrong. His his name is Ariel. I kept calling him Adrian today, and he wasn't responding to me. But oh, seems well. like, right, Jesus. All right. Are we going to talk about losers and winners? And I'm kind of sad that the draft is over. I'm not going to lie, because now it's not like me. the dead time of the year. I know. Well, you're not you're not a big draft gal. But, Ugh. I mean, this is, this is all we have here. And, you know, now for the next few months, it's just talking about – the boring part for us. The, no, the season, I'm getting but... you guys. I'm getting you guys into hockey this playoff season. I'm, I'm oh boy. swearing it's to it. Take a miracle. I'm swearing <laughs> to it. It's gonna be so fun the way the the seating and the playoff pictures. Um, but let's talk about winners and losers of this draft because I certainly have some things to say. Um, I'll go last though. So Nick, we'll go to you because you were kind of our our draft expert this whole draft season. So we'll start with you. Cool. Who won in your eyes? Who lost? I'm going to start with my winner. We'll go on a positive note. I loved what the Panthers did. Um, I know J.C. Horn was a little bit earlier. Obviously, people were a little surprised. That was kind of like the first bit of a shocker, but the player is awesome. Um, cornerback one, I, I said it. I was told back in you know October, November, J.C. Horn is quarterback one on almost every team's board. Happened to be he did go one, quarterback one, at, at I think they picked eight or whatever, seven or eight. And then Sertain went right after him. Um, but I, I love J.C. Horn getting Terrace Marshall in the second round. 
Then you get your offensive tackle in Brady Christensen from BYU in the third. Tommy Tremble, my boy, who we, we talked about with Connor Rogers on the show. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Davion Nixon. I got the whole draft here. Then Deontay Brown. These are my honestly my two favorite picks. Well, one wasn't a pick at all, but Deontay Brown, who's built like Blastoise to Pokemon. I saw that Twitter. I was cracking up at that. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I don't know if you guys have Kinda seen weird, that tweet. Actually. It's so funny. But he's massive. But you know, he, the reason why he fell was. Obviously, you know, a lot of offenses are moving faster, faster pace offenses, offensive line. They want them in shape. They want them to be able to move a little bit. But, you know, he's one of those old school guards. If this was like 1996, Deontay Brown would have been picked in the top 15 probably. Um, and then an undrafted offensive lineman, David Moore, uh, another guy who I had as like a fourth or fifth round prospect, fell all the way to the undrafted period. Um, but I love what the Panthers did as, as a whole. Um Obviously, Sam Darnold is it's a part of this class, too. You can kind of tie him in and also next year's class because they'll give up the two uh, next year, which will be the highest pick. But, you know, they, they supported him with offensive line, obviously, in Christensen and Deont- uh, Deontay Brown and David Moore. Moore probably won't start. They'll all try and compete for a few interior uh, positions. And then you get Terrace Marshall, who, Frank, you love, obviously, second-round pick. Awesome um, pick. And J.C. Horn. I mean, you replaced James Bradbury, who went to the Giants two years ago. This guy is a cornerstone on your defense. Uh, they have one at every level now. Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, uh, uh, who's a safety? Jeremy Chin last year, who they drafted. And now, obviously, J.C. Horn at corner. They're building something there. And that's what Matt Rule is. He, it's going to take him a little while. That, that's why he got that long contract. But he's building a program, uh, and, and he's doing it the right way. And I thought his second draft was really, really strong. So Carolina is one of my winners and obviously the Raiders are my losers. It happens almost every year now since we were kids, honestly, with Al Davis, just taking the, you know, the fastest track receiver or fastest corner who can play. And um, they did it again, Alex Leatherwood. I, I was going through their past drafts a few days ago and, and their last four first round picks were all considered reaches. I mean, they're okay players. You know, I'm not huge on Henry Ruggs. He was a first receiver drafted last year, which I thought was a mistake over C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, uh, Justin Jefferson. They took uh, – uh, there was another another really big reach. It slips my mind, but uh, Cleveland Farrell fourth overall a few years ago. Big reach. Uh, last year there was another corner who I think they took or, or a safety. Um Colton Miller a few years ago, he turned into a nice player, but it just seems like every year the, Oh, Arnett, Damon Arnett, the corner. I I literally had him as a third round pick and he went 19th overall, I believe to the Raiders last year. They do it again with Alex Leatherwood this year and reports were, and I think even the Raiders admitted it that they could have traded back, but they wanted Leatherwood so bad. And um, we talked about Leatherwood on the show a few times. He, is definitely better, in my opinion, suited to play inside. You know, the, the more space you give him, the less, you know, uh, technical he gets, the less valuable he gets to your offensive line. So I don't know if they're going to play him at tackle or if they're going to kick him inside. But Leatherwood, to me, was a late second-round pick. Um, but, you know, quality player, don't get me wrong. But the where they picked him, I just wasn't a fan. And then They said the Ravens would have picked him. They said the Ravens Leatherwood? would pick Leatherwood if he dropped far enough. Yeah, I heard he wouldn't. I don't wouldn't know about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. First round. Yeah, I, I mean, they had a chance to trade back. They could have done that and probably still gotten Leatherwood. Um, I, I think Morg, the safety, it's funny because if you switch them, if you put Morg where they took Leatherwood and Leatherwood where they took Morg, the draft, they definitely wouldn't have been my losers. But, 
going yeah. based off of value. And then they go and they draft, I think, three safeties. Now all of them are obviously aren't going to play safety. They'll play different defensive backs, maybe even more of like a sta- uh, play a, a weak side linebacker in their defense. Who knows where they'll move these guys. But, you know, drafting three safeties, Divine Diablo, Gillespie, uh, Gillespie like, to me, it was just there's nothing where you really hang your hat on in this draft. To me, and that that's you want to come away with two guys that you're, you know, you're at least really excited about. And obviously, theirs is Leatherwood and Morig. But to me, the Leatherwood pick just the value is 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 really bad for where they picked him. Um, so I just didn't love again what the Raiders did. There were a few teams I, I didn't like what they did, but the Raiders stuck out to me just because it seems like every year they keep reaching, and it's John Gruden. And Mayock, who does this, you know, who did this for a living on TV, would just break down value of draft picks, and he just keeps getting it consistently wrong. So another bad – it wasn't a god-awful draft, I don't think, but it just to kind of – it compounds year after year with the Raiders, and they did it again. So I just don't like what they did. Damn, Nick, you had to get that off your chest, didn't you? <laughs> I love it. Hey, Nick, Nick, Nick hates Mayock. No, no, Nick, you actually hate Gruden. Anytime Gruden's Gruden. brought up, I don't you always just call him like a bashathon on the guy. I think he's terrible. Terrible head coach. And I think Mayock I is better suited on – I think they're bad. both better suited on TV than they are in their current jobs. They both were really good at their previous jobs. I think they both be better suited in other like areas, not – together on the same team like if they Mayock was with like an established like current day head coach and then Gruden was with like an established old school GM I think they would both be in better situations and they're trying to bring like this like new school kind of thing going it just doesn't work um but yeah I'll get into my I'm gonna be quick my my loser I'm gonna start because you know losers go first winners we're patient we we, we wait things out so my loser is is quite simple and this guy needs to stop picking players <laughs> he needs to stop getting involved oh, with the team he at an interview at a press conference apparently conducted an interview with the first their first round pick and the head coach was not involved splash do we have this clip here the, the, does everybody oh, here know who i'm talking about i know who we're talking about the old man the old man who likes to, you know, hang out in bathrooms post game and, and get the cheerleaders in there. Jerry. The weirdo old Jerry. man. It's time to go to the nursing home, buddy. It's over. Your your run is done. You made a lot of mistakes. You did a lot of good things too, but the mistakes are just piling on one after the other. Jerry freaking Jones and the Cowboys had the worst draft out of any team. Now, you can go to other teams that had, like, a few picks. So I'm not going to go to teams that had, like, three picks or something. They didn't have a – like, the Texans, I don't think, had a, had a pick till the third round. I'm not going to go to teams like, like, like that. But the Cowboys, they had an awful draft. All right, Micah Parsons, don't dislike the player necessarily. However, when you have two linebackers already, Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch, and you're getting Michael Parsons, who has character concerns, and your locker room looks kind of like Rikers Island looks at some point <laughs> throughout the year. And you get Michael Parsons over Rashawn Slater, over Elijah you know, uh, Vera Tucker, over value picks. Even Jalen Phillips I would have rather preferred. I'm not even kidding. I'm not a big Michael Parsons fan because of his character concerns, number one. Two, the second round pick is is the worst pick in the, uh, out of out of them all. Kelvin Joseph 
this guy go put on interviews. He's his heads are in the cloud. Another guy got kicked out of school at LSU. This guy's got character issues off the wazoo. He, he he's got a YouTube called Boss Man. Um, Boss Man Fat because when he was born he was ten pounds, so he called himself. People call him Boss Man Fat. He's more concerned about music than he is playing football. You know what happened when with our guy Nick when that's a situation when you're more concerned about music than football. Le'Veon Bell, uh, things don't work out too hot. So he's got red flags all over him, and you're getting him before Asante Samuel Jr. What are the Cowboys thinking? I mean, they're even. Even a Wusu Kamora I would have taken over over Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph has red flags all over the place. Then, in the, not to get more into it, but in the third round, you're not getting guys. You're getting guys like Chauncey Golston over Trey Sermon, over Amari Rogers, over Wyatt Davis, who I'm really a big fan of. I mean, there's just value guys that you can pick up, and the Cowboys are taking reaches with, uh, which is talent and, and talent players. So – the talent game is over. It doesn't work, Dallas. Your team is filled with talent, no character. It doesn't lead to wins. When you guys won Super Bowls with guys like Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman, not the most talented players at their position, but really great locker room guys that, that were leaders and, 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 and high-quality uh, character uh, 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 athletes. That is what wins you Super Bowl. So they're just doing the exact opposite of what they traditionally do. So they're my big losers. They're going to probably have a bad year or two, and, and it's done. All those contracts that are backloaded are going to kick in. Uh, Zeke's going to be done. They're in serious trouble in Dallas. This is doomsday scenario. The Giants are, st- are, are stacking up. The Eagles are. The Redskins are the excuse me, the Washington football team, they're, they're locked and loaded. So Dallas is in for a rough ride the next couple of years. Um, now my, my winner of the draft, and um, Bree, when I say winner of the draft, who do you think I'm going to say? When you just think of winner of the 2021 NFL <laughs> draft, what's the first thing that pops up? Just the, the winner Jets. of the draft. Not the Jets. <laughs> Not the, the Jets. New York freaking football Jets, baby. We nailed it. We just nailed it. I don't even need to get into it. I'll go as far as the first three rounds, yes. But just for the sake of – hate on Michael of, Carter. Just for the sake of argument, I'm just going to say no. Yeah. The first three rounds count the most, <laughs> let's be honest. And Michael there. Carter um, too, man. Don't hate on him. Yeah, Michael Carter's nice. We That's need a true. third round back. His tweet, his tweet with the Yankee hat and the Tims absolutely yeah. sent me. I thought that was the funniest yeah. thing. All right, Frank, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I want to see it. I actually didn't even see that. Oh, they so posted funny. a picture of his, Tim's, like his, his girl got him. Uh, yeah, like a pair of black Tim's and a Yankee hat, like a yeah. Yankee flat brim. That's how we do it in New York. Get those chopped <laughs> cheeses going, and, and you're, you're you're rocking. Um, but no, I just love what the Jets did. You get Zach Wilson, obviously, with the second pick, and then you trade up. You get Elijah Vera Tucker, who was in you know in most situations people's number one guard coming out. Um, so you have to protect Zach. As much as possible, you have Becton, you have uh, uh, Vera Tucker, and Zach Wilson's protected. So he's not going to be worried as much because you're protected as a quarterback. Um, You get him Elijah Moore, who I really like, and uh, you're, you're giving him the support that he needs. So they went heavy offense. Think what, Nick? The first four picks were offense, and they just went straight defense. The rest mm-hmm. of the draft um, to try to 
fix some needs on that front. But they said, we're going to come in here and we're going to build around Zach Wilson. They did that. And then they just ended the draft off or second half with just straight defense, which is what, uh, what Salah wants. So I, I, I don't know how much better Joe Douglas could have done. Yeah. Maybe Elijah Vera Tucker, he didn't have to necessarily trade up and, and, and there's some, you know, People saying that it wasn't the mo- the best value there, but um, I just think the New York freaking Jets, baby, like like we're back. And Joe Douglas, Joe Joey D, baby, any Joe D in New York is the man. By the way, if you're yeah. Joe D in New York, uh, Joe DiMaggio, there was a Joe D in our town, Nick. You used to sell that good weed, you know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Jesus there's, a, there's a Joe D on every street corner in New York. Are you kidding me? Yeah, jo- yeah Joe true. D. Joe's Deli, I think his last name is D. I mean, Joe D is just the way to do it in New York. So shout out to Joe point. D. The Jets are just Jets are just eating right now. Also, uh, to co- reply to that comment about how cute is Zach Wilson, um, he looks like a kid I would bully at a frat party because <laughs> he's like the size of my pinky and he looks like he would tell me that his daddy has a lot of money. So uh, not cute, not my type, the headband, not my thing. Um, anyway, all right. So yeah, I'm you, you'd go... have his fat head if he got drafted by the Pats. Let's be <laughs> Not honest. Not a shot. Not a <laughs> shot in hell. Um, Bri, if you saw right. Zach Wilson now, though, and he was single, let's say he broke up no. with his his girl, he's you wouldn't blonde. even go up to him and he's like bowling he's or something. <laughs> he's blonde. No, not absolutely not. All right, all right. absolutely. That's not. fair. I like how you stick to We're your not, guns. We have that in common. Yeah. Ugh. Not my thing. Um, okay. Anyway, my <laughs> back to the topic at hand. My winners and losers. Um, obviously, I want to say the Patriots, but because I'm gonna gonna go the least biased route here. Um, I really like what the Browns did, and I only yeah. say that because I like what they did in free agency, and I think everything they did in the draft kind of complements the moves that they made in free agency. Now, I'm not gonna get into that because I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory and you don't need me to run down their additions in free agency plus the draft picks and why they mesh. They do. Um, my loser, I'm going to call an audible here for the sake of just not piling on this team because it's really whatever. I don't like them, but whatever. Um, the loser in, in my eyes is the saints. Are they yeah, really, are they really like sticking to their guns in terms of rolling with Jameis and Taysom? at the quarterback position is that really what they're doing and they have ian book if all else fails that was awful my god what an awful pick that was like that's the fourth round in the fourth round right exactly that peyton turner they took in the first round again sorry because i wanted to pick the saints they were like so hand in hand with the raiders let me run down their pick so they took turner first round at 28 and they they supposedly wanted to move up um, not even for a quarterback, Sean Payton said, which I don't believe. I think they got turned down to whatever spot they wanted to move up to because they weren't offering enough to get a quarterback. Um, and now he's just kind of like covering his ass. Because yeah. I, who do you think they who do you think they wanted up there? Any, any think, speculation there? Um, not really speculation, just kind of like guessing, I guess. I don't know. I think they probably would have taken Mac, but interesting. Yeah, I don't he, think he, he fell. He fell Only because he further. fell, and I don't think the Patriots at that point were willing to move out of 15. I think that they knew that they could get him at 15, and they were just going to stay put. They weren't going to move regardless of it was up or down. Um, Ian Book, like, I just hate that. I hate it. I hate the pick. I really do. Pick. I really didn't even like him in college. 
Um, yeah, weird. Play. And I like Notre Dame. Like, I don't really have a college team, but like, I'll sit down and actually watch a Notre Dame mm-hmm. football game. And sometimes just watching this kid, I'm like, dude, like it's it's like you're you're there and you're you see what you're doing, but your brain and your body just like don't communicate. It's just a disaster. Notre Dame quarterbacks stink, by the way. Yeah, they're all bad, yeah. honestly. Oh, I don't Brady know what Quinn. it is. Brady Quinn deserves better. <laughs> Their best pick was Paulson Adebo, <laughs> the the corner from Stanford. But yep. in the second round, again, Pete Warner from Ohio State, not a fan. Ian Book is an undrafted free. Like he's a tryout guy. He's he's barely six foot. Doesn't have the arm. I guess he brings like that intangible that uh, Sean Payton thinks he's like so smart with. He's he's overrated, Sean Payton, in my opinion too. I, I just think like the Saints are shot. That team is like that window is slammed shut. They have no yeah. idea what they're doing at quarterback. Sorry to jump in over you here, Bree. No, but it's, no, you're I wanted to go here too. I wanted to go New Orleans too because I was looking at every pick they made and I was like, what is this team doing? Like, this is a this is one of the best teams in the league, and and like with that defense, you could have added a few more pieces. You could have grabbed somebody, you know, you could have grabbed offensive line. You could have grabbed a receiver to go opposite Michael Thomas. Why didn't they take Elijah Moore in the first round? Like, not none of their picks made any sense to me. So. I'm told I, probably. I think they had a worse draft than the Raiders. I probably should have switched it around. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's just it's really confusing to me that if they're if they're dead set on going with this two quarterback system with Taysom and Jameis, like okay, I guess. But I'm not really sold on that. I don't really know how they could possibly be. The only reason why I my guess if they were to move up would to be take Mac was because. Kind of the same reason why I think the Patriots did. It's more their style of offense. They're more of the pocket passer. Drew Brees, not the most mobile. I mean, he obviously wasn't. He's not Tom Brady, who Tom Brady can't like can't move at all. Can't run to save his life. But I just think that like type of quarterback fits their system better, which is why I kind of figured it would be Mac. Um, I but, thought maybe I mean, for a second, for a hot second, I thought maybe they were uh, looking at going after Fields. I thought Justin Fields might have been someone that the, the Saints wanted, knowing that he would have fallen um, outside of the top five, um, that they were thinking, let's just get into the top ten. Uh, because I still think it was uh, – most people were unsure as to whether Mac Jones was going to go three or not. So, yeah. I really think that was a secret pick. I don't think anyone really knew. And they even reported on that outside of uh, GM John Lynch and the head coach uh, Shanahan. I believe that really they're the only two that knew. And um, so I think the fact that New Orleans wanted to trade up into the top 10 tells me that I don't know if it was Mac Jones because obviously no one knew if he was going to go three or not. Was it Justin Fields who it was – basically known that fields was going to fall into the later um uh you know portion of the top 10 so new orleans if they got to nine they would have gotten fields potentially but who knows you never know might have been uh could have been a wide receiver that they liked if they thought that maybe like a waddle would have felt we don't we don't have any idea but um yeah, it was, it's very interesting, though. New Orleans, there's something going on there, I think, knowing that that window's closing um, and it might be shut, like Nick was saying. It could be that at this point they may uh, – they just may be scattered there and and not really sure as to, like, what uh, is next 
So they're, there's like a struggle going on. So they're just making picks. GM has a pick that the coach doesn't like. The coach has a pick the GM doesn't like. There might be a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, you know things are bad when I have more confidence in the Patriots quarterback situation than I do um, any other team for that matter. And that includes the Saints. Like I, I'd rather the Patriots situation under center than whatever they're going to end up doing because I – I know Jameis had that, you know, the 30-30 season, and you're like, oh, well, he threw 30 touchdowns. Like, great, he threw 30 picks too. Like, that's that's the whole point as to why people are kind of like, all right, he's kind of a letdown for where he was picked in his draft. Um, and I know he got LASIK, and his vision supposedly so much better than what it used to be, so now the running joke is, all right, well, what what can Jameis do now that he can see? Nobody really knows. Uh, I don't really have a lot of confidence in it. I'd be happy to be proven wrong because I don't want to see anybody fail, essentially. Um, but I think I am more comfortable with Cam and Mac as my one and two than Jameis and Taysom. I'm with agree Ian with Book that. with Ian Book in the waiting. So I do agree for the most part. I will say I, for some reason, and I know Splash gives me uh, crap for this and people on the U Stadium app do all the time. I like Taysom Hill. I just do. I don't know what it is. I like his style. Um, I like his uh, I like his style for today's NFL is what I mean. He's not a prototypical pocket quarterback, but I like that he can run. I like that he can you, you can open the playbook. You could basically call whatever you want with Taysom Hill back there. Right. So and I think he's accurate enough where he can he can put up last year. He put up, uh, I don't know, three out of the four games he played, he put up over 250 passing yards, I think. I mean, it's not like the guy can't play. So um, I'm not I'm not anti-Taysom Hill. Uh, Jameis has a short leash, though. He's going to probably come in and be the starter. If he has a few bad games, watch them pull the plug on him real quick. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the same – I'm in the same boat with Taysom. I don't, I don't not like him. I just don't necessarily think – He's a starting quarterback. Um, and I have That's a feeling fair. this year this year we'll find that out because I do think Jameis is going to get the yank pretty quickly um, if he starts this season, you know, on a down note. Um, but I don't know. I just think – I think for the situation that they're in, they could have had a much, much better draft and they just absolutely just didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I when know. you're when you're in a situation where it's time to rebuild, uh, potentially, I don't think they understood like where they're at. The Saints are trying to win now. Breeze isn't there. Are we rebuilding? Are we not? It's it's just weird. The coaching situation is weird. The, the GM. I mean, it's like they're in a, they're in a mess right now. The Saints. Yeah. So all right. So those are our uh, our teams, winners and losers. We also did individual picks that we think are you know the winners of the draft. Um, not sure when Nick is coming back, if he's coming back, but we'll go, Frankie, you can start. And then if he jumps back in, um, so who, what is the one pick in this draft that you are just like over the moon with? You think it's the best fit for the team that the guy went to stuff like that? Yeah. So the best first round pick and maybe the best pick of the entire, um, potentially of the entire draft was the, Los Angeles Chargers taking my guy, Rashawn Slater, with the 13th pick, I thought was a slam dunk. Um, Slater is probably the best left tackle maybe in the last two drafts that we've seen. 
What's up, Splash Daddy? What's going on, brother? Who's going to join us since Nick is gone? Yeah, of course. Splash Splash always wants to come on this show. Even if Nick's here, he tries to sneak in. I have to, <laughs> I have to, kick, I have to kick his request off. But um, I, I love Rashawn Slater at 13. Uh, the Chargers know exactly, I think, what they're doing with Justin Herbert. Um, they also went out and got Corey Lindsley. They got Matt Filer who's actually an underrated pickup this offseason. So revamping that offensive line, protecting Justin Herbert. So Rashawn Slater going 13th, I think it, he's a stud too. If, I mean, if you want to see some, some clips of Rashawn Slater, look up Rashawn Slater versus Chase Young two years ago. Chase Young destroyed every offensive tackle he saw that year besides Rashawn Slater. He is a prototypical left tackle, even more so than Panay Sewell. You guys all know I'm a you know I'm a I'm a Panay Sewell fanboy, but he's could play right tackle. Panay could play left. You know he's not necessarily a prototypical left tackle. Rashawn Slater is a brick wall. He is a left tackle, and you, you can't move that guy. So he'll be there for a while. All right, so that's your winner. Who's the, the what's the worst pick? <sighs> Splash. Who, who do you think I'm going to say is the worst pick? Oh, I hate no. hating on this guy. I've been hating oh. on this guy for for freaking a month and a half. Feel bad for the guy. I mean, I mean, I don't think you would say Bateman. Are you going to say like a quarterback? No, Splash. I've been hating. Come on, little small wide receivers. Jalen Waddle. Oh yeah, Waddle yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I don't understand. Jalen Waddle's going to be the pick, like Tavon Austin was, like Henry Ruggs was, like like uh, John Ross was. And we're going to look back and we're going to say this pick makes no sense. And I say this for for one reason. Really, for one reason and one reason only. Jalen Waddle needs a really good quarterback. He's a small receiver that's that's that needs space, that needs room, that when he's getting out of his break, a quarterback's going to hit him perfectly in the breadbasket so he can get yak. The Dolphins don't even know who their quarterback is. They might have a situation there with Jacoby Brissett. Who, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen in, uh, in, in my end with the quarterback situation. Rebuild. Get an offensive lineman. Get someone on defense. Get a corner. I don't know. I just don't understand why you would get like a utility rather than a need at, at five. It just seemed like they didn't need that player, um, and it, it just it just was not it to me. It just was not a good pick at all. Honestly, I mean, at six, excuse me. It just what what just wasn't a need pick. Um, it was a utility. It's, he's a nice pick at six. I mean, but you know, Jamar chase goes before you at five. Don't go and get like the next, uh, uh wide receiver. Available. It's like in fantasy drafts when someone gets the you know, quarterback, the next guy just gets a quarterback because he's worried that like, they're all going to like drop or something. It's like, it's just, it's a rushed pick. Waddle should not have gone sixth. He should have gone maybe, you know, between 12 and 15 to a team that has a, a decent quarterback situation. I think Miami was a bit. And look at his reaction when he got drafted. I mean, he he straight up just got up and he, he didn't want anything <laughs> to do with that pick. And then and a few weeks before, he was on NFL Network saying how Mac Jones is is better than, uh, than Tua. So I, I don't know. That's a bad situation for me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally against that. I definitely don't hate Jalen Waddle as much as you do. Um, I don't like the fact that he went to Miami because I feel like Miami's kind of doing a good job at getting um, weapons around the quarterback despite not really knowing what the hell's going on at the quarterback position. Um, but I part of me with this whole 
you know, Mac over to a thing. I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm wondering if they just said that to kind of boost Max draft stock with saying these things on air and saying these things on radio and wherever the hell they were saying it. Um, it could be a hundred percent true. I mean, I don't know, but just given the, the situation, part of me thinks like that's the reason why these guys went and said, Oh, like I would definitely take Mac over any other of the quarterbacks I played with. Cause they played with two, they played with Hertz. Um, but all right. So I'm going to get into my favorite pick. Uh, another AFC, I wouldn't necessarily call them a rival, but a team that I'm not really a big fan of. Um, but I'm a big fan of this guy, Quiddy Pay. I love the fact that he is in Indy. Uh, him and Darius Leonard, I think, are going to be homewreckers. Um, on top of the fact that he, like, his story is incredible. He's actually from Warwick, Rhode Island, not too far from where I currently live. Um, his reaction to getting drafted and saying his mom's never going to have to work again. She's retired, things like that. Like just the feel good stuff. It's all mushy and whatever, but I think that's great. Um, on the field, I think he's like a wrecking ball and I think he's going to do a lot of good things for that Colts defense. Um, so I'm excited to watch that. I'm not excited for whenever the Patriots have to play that, but that will come when it comes. Um, and then my worst pick it's not an indictment on the guy himself. It's the situation. Um, Eric Stokes and the Green Bay Packers. This is one of those things no, where it's how like tone deaf can you be about the situation you're in where your star quarterback, your franchise quarterback, the one B in terms of greatest of all time is openly admitting how unhappy he is with the organization, how he doesn't want to return. He's out here. And we'll talk about this later because it's a whole situation that we're going to get into Like Aaron Rodgers is just running his mouth um, to the, it's at the point of no return at this point. Um, but a week ago, we didn't know a lot of this stuff that he had said or that had transpired and they go and they use their first round pick on a corner how how are you going to sit there and do that and then tell your franchise quarterback, your Super Bowl winning quarterback, that you're not trading him, you want him to be a Packer for life and things like that? How are you not going to give him things that will help him and kind of an incentive to stay? It just doesn't make sense to me. And like I said, it's not an indictment on the player himself. Stokes could be the greatest corner to come out of this draft if he really wanted to. And I would still say it's an awful pick based on the situation itself. Then, like, like I said, we'll get into this whole Rogers thing because it's an absolute disaster, but it just. Yeah. The Packers have been making shoddy picks for the last, I would say five years. I don't, I, I don't remember a really good pick that they've had um, in the early rounds at least. So they're, they're a mess there. They're, they're, I mean, we'll get into it right now. I mean, as everyone knows, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers at this point, it uh, it seems like, and I know Bree agrees with this. We spoke about it before the show and splash. Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. So, yeah. I mean, there's a better chance that he leaves and he stays. I'd be more surprised if next year comes and 2021 week one and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of 
um, the Green Bay Packers. So um, it's it's a situation right now where he's he's not going to want to uh, make amends with the team. It's it's just done. Everything's out there. And another point on this that's really interesting is remember this when when Adam Schefter breaks something like this early. It's typically planted by yeah. the agent or some rep on the team, and it's an understanding that we want this out there so we don't destroy the Packers fan base um, that is legion to Aaron Rodgers. Let's throw out something big, but not an explosion necessarily. We'll throw it out in one piece. We'll have Schefter do it. Because, listen, Adam Schefter is not going to come out and just make up a story. So if right. he's saying something, it's it's legit. Schefter has not many enemies in in uh, in team circles. So when Adam Schefter says something like this and gives you throws you a bone or two uh, about a story that's looming, it's it usually means that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of gas there, and uh, the explosion's coming. But he'll just give you a little bit before things fall into gear. And I actually got that from the play like a jet podcast. They had one of the reps from, the, from the teams um, who works in the scouting department saying that how do leaks work leaks work like this. A team knows that something's happening. They'll literally go and leak it to Adam Schefter. Who's who they know is, is so reputable and, and doesn't, he doesn't word things in a negative way so that the fans don't turn on the player. And then the agents actually want that. So Aaron's agent doesn't want bad blood. Uh, so he's going to, you know, leak this out to Schefter. So this this situation's bad, and and, and I honestly think it's it, it it's over for him. Yeah, bad. yeah. It, like I said, it's at the point of no return. And I am known to hate Aaron Rodgers. Always have. Um, and a lot of things that he's doing in this situation kind of back that up. I think he's handling this. I, and I understand why he's doing what he's doing because he really is so unhappy. But. You're upset because they took Jordan Love. Jordan Love's not going to start in this league for probably another two to three years. You're th he's what, 37? Rodgers is what, 37? He's not going to have the same longevity as Tom Brady, no matter how much Packers fans want to tell me he is or Rodgers wants people to believe that he is. He's just not. There's not going to be somebody like Brady probably ever, and that's not even to you know gas Brady up. That's just... He's a once-in-a-generation, once-in-a-lifetime player in professional sports. The thing that Rodgers is doing that really rubs me the wrong way is he's acting like a middle school, high school girl who's leaking all of this drama. He's calling his, his uh, GM Jerry Krause. And for I know the audience of U Stadium, especially that watches the show, some of the kids are younger, and if you didn't watch – um, the last dance, Jerry Krause was the GM for the Chicago Bulls, who Mike didn't get along with. Um, I'm not going to give it away because it's a great documentary. It's a great series. And I really, really hope you watch it if you haven't. Um, but the star player hated the GM. And Krause is the comp in this situation. For Aaron Rodgers to kind of sit there and compare his situation and himself to Michael Jordan and Jerry Krause, like, Shut your mouth. Shut up. You haven't won a Super Bowl in a decade. Michael Jordan hasn't won a Super Bowl in a decade either. 
That's Michael true, Jordan retired you. however many years ago. They're different <laughs> situations. Frank, shut up. Let me make my point. <laughs> you can't sit here and play the diva, uh, the scorned actress who never got her way and everybody's out to get them and they want to replace me. They want to replace me. If great, like you have all these personal accolades. That's awesome. Good for you. When's the last time you did something in the postseason? Years ago. When's the last time you won anything meaningful? Meaningful years ago. That wasn't a personal award. MVP is great. Good for you. What have you done for me lately when it comes to the team? So, and him saying to uh, free agents, like, oh, you sure you want to sign here? I'm not going to be here. Like, bro, shut up. This whole situation, like, it's gross to me. So if I'm the Packers, at this point, I'm kind of like, all right, you want out? Like, we're going to get you out. We're going to make this, because at this, like, it's a headache for us now, too. So which leads yeah. to my following question, if you were the Packers, what would you want in return for a trade? Because they're not going to cut him. They're going to try to find a trade. What would you want in return? What, what, what would you expect in return? Splash, go go in there, bud. You, you, you've, you've been on the stream. I hear all your clicking, by the way. So I know you're, you're Mr. <laughs> clicks over there. Are you, what, what, what are you clicking there? What's what, what's in that tab? Come on. Uh, I mean, I had the I had this thing pulled up. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Bleacher Report, our our number one enemy, Splash. Come on. Uh, our public it, enemy okay. number one. First of all, I said it on the uh, Lambo Leaper show yesterday. I don't think Rodgers goes anywhere. The Packers are not going to trade Rodgers. But if Roger Goodell says, you are lead, you have to you have to trade Rodgers or else like we're going to nuke Lambeau Field, you're going to get at least three first-round picks probably. And like say a quarterback of the future. So San Francisco would trade uh, Lance, the Jets would trade Wilson, the Dolphins would trade Tua, the Bengals would trade Burrow, the the uh, the um, the Browns would trade Baker, the Ravens would trade Lamar, whatever. It that has to be you get a quarterback, a guaranteed quarterback, you're not going to oh, I hope the Rams suck and they're going to have a top 10 pick to try. No. You get a top you get a quarterback a guaranteed quarterback and probably every first round pick you're legally allowed to trade i know the dolphins can trade like four because you can trade the next three years and they have another first round pick next year if i remember correctly uh from the philly or from the san francisco trade so you're talking three four first round picks and a quarterback one i don't think the packers would take that anyways two you're you're having to trade the farm. No one's no one's trading. No one's trading for. No one's expecting four first round picks. No one's going to trade for for. It's going to be. I'm telling you. Uh, even though I've been basically wrong about a lot of my trades lately, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to be right about this one. It'll be probably two first round picks. Take on his cap for a year. Give him a new deal and just walk away with it. I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't know what team is – I mean, every team's in the market in some way because Aaron Rodgers is arguably the best quarterback in football, at least the best NFC quarterback. If you put Mahomes one, he's two, or however you want to split it. Your teams are going to inquire. The Washington football team will inquire. There was reports about uh, uh, two, two other teams this week inquired about uh, Rodgers, and that's been known, and there's a, a, a looming um, – uh, uh, what's it called when they 
up uh what's it called when when you're trying to get a quarterback and you're talking to him behind the scenes it's uh offer negotiation not an offer negotiation it's when um uh, i can't think of the word but but their charges being set to the nfl that the that the oh, Packers tampering, tampering. Okay. Jesus, I hate that word. Tamp something <laughs> Jeez, out of Yeah, tampering charges are maybe being filed against Roger uh, against the Packers um, or against teams that were contacting the Packers now, and that's a bad. I mean, that's what's going on. Teams are going to go out of their way to try to bring in Aaron Rodgers, so um, they're going to get something for him, but it's not going to be this ginormous trade because he's older and Rodgers is. Um, uh, Rogers has has a big salary cap hit, like someone had mentioned earlier in the chat. By the way, shout outs to people in the chat. We got Austin Wright. We have Salman Salman Sal, Sal, Sal Jet Seven One Eight. Javier Rodriguez is in the chat. Shout outs. You guys are the real MVPs right now. We have Jake Scanlon. I cannot talk today, guys. Uh, we have what Zachary Burner. Yeah, I had too much coffee. My brain is not working. So okay, so let me. Let me kind of add a part two to my question. So if – and Splash doesn't think a trade is going to happen. Frankie, do you no. think one's going to happen? Yeah, I yes think so. Yes or no? Okay, yes. yes. Okay, so Splash, if he doesn't get traded, do you think he's going to hold out for a year? Do you think he, he'll sit for this year to kind of get his way and make a point? All right. So I, I said on the show yesterday, I think there's a 95% chance he plays week one against probably the Bears or whatever whatever team. I guess the schedule comes out next week, so we'll know. Yep, 95% chance he plays week one, um, 5% chance he just up and retires. And I I think Rodgers knows deep down that his legacy is a little bit more important than, oh, uh, well, they drafted a guy that I didn't like, or they, they cut Jake Kumaro. I, I just think he wants – this is leverage for him. Like Alex said on the show yesterday, this is leverage. He has leverage in the way he plays winning the MVP, throwing 48 touchdowns, yada, yada, yada. And he has leverage in what he can say here. Rodgers will be on the Packers in some capacity this season, whether that's as a like contract because he retired, like a just totally dead contract, or actually the starting quarterback and going to be um, MVP front runner again with Green Bay. So I would say 95% chance he plays week one with Green Bay, 5% chance wow. he retires. So okay. let's put a bet on it, Splash. Bet okay. right That's now. Interesting. All right. Let's hear it. Bray, what, what, me and Splash are making a bet whether Rodgers starts the year with the Packers. What should uh, what should this bet be based on? Um, how about winner or loser buys the winner a new jersey? Let's – no, let's do, all right. I, I'm down with that, and I'm also down with doing something on the show. The loser has to do something oh. on the show. Let's say Splash has to cut his hair. Oh my lord! Right. That's a good <laughs> no, one. No, 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 no. That we've Deal. already that, that. All right, what do one, I have one to of do? My teams, Splash. One of my teams has to win the has to win the title to do that. Oh, okay. Come on, Splash. Um, loser gets a haircut. Somebody said, but Splash doesn't want to do that. I mean, I, I've, I've, no, I've said that for other things. Like if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, Braves win the World Series, Red Wings win the Cup. Okay, uh, well, the Red Wings the winning the Cup is yeah, way not going to happen. Think, <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll be I'll be growing this beard out for a while. It might happens. be to the floor at that point. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, let's uh, – oh, this is tough. Let's kind of uh, 
Brie has to wear a Zach Wilson. Brie has to wear a Zach Wilson jersey. No, this guy, first of all, this yeah. guy told me a delusional pattern and now he wants to come in and make jokes. Ha ha, no. Oh. Um, oh, boy. And you come on the show, man. Dead. You would never catch me dead in that color green. Never. Green's not a great color for me to begin with, but that the uh, Jets green, no shot. Um, how about we kind of think on, let's sit on this for a week, and when we come back next week, we can come to terms for this bet, and we can... At that, at that way, it's not everybody's put on the spot, and we get something that we all can agree on. Yeah, let's get some the comments. Right, yeah, Splash, you're losing this bet. I'm like, I'm like 99.6 percent certain. There's no mm. way Rogers comes back. Also, so my okay. last, so you my win last the bet point. if he's traded, and I win the bet if he's not traded. No, so the bet I mean, is he has if to be traded. What are they going to cut him? Or that he's right. not going to retire if he's the Packers starter week one. Okay. Yes. Okay. And if he retires, then we both like lose. Then it's a wash. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a wash. Okay, there we go. Sounds good. Um, Look at Bree with I, the betting terms down. Let's go, Bree. Listen, listen I got. So my last. He's got point offers on this, in, the, in the inbox. <laughs> my last point on this is uh, Aaron Rodgers is a grudge holder, and this kind of seems like one of those situations where it's going to continue unless he gets his way. Um, I'm not sure. Who knows much about his family situation, but he does not speak to his parents, his brother, who is uh, a celebrity as well because of The Bachelor and everything, or The Bachelorette. Um, when California had all those crazy big wildfires, uh, he supposedly did not even reach out to his parents to make sure they were okay, let alone offer to help. Supposedly, he um, texted his brother that he was hoping he'd end up in one of the wildfires. That's yeah. what I heard. Also, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, um, I'm just kidding. That's not true. I just that, that but it wouldn't surprise me because <laughs> like they have he has such a, like a strained relationship with his family to the point where like that might not be off the table. Um, but with that being said, he holds grudges. I don't know what the hell happened with his family to the point where they don't speak at this level. Um, where he doesn't even check if they're okay with when there's historic wildfires in their backyard. Could I couldn't imagine. But if he'll go that far with his family, you don't I mean you're gonna tell me he's not gonna do the same for his employer. Like I think it's a little different. I think he's it's either he's gonna get what he wants or he's gonna he's gonna retire and he's gonna host Jeopardy. Because I I also think that's on the table for him too. I think he really enjoyed it that much and the ratings for when he was on there skyrocketed um i think they enjoyed having him as much as he enjoyed being there i don't i don't think that's off the table i think that is definitely in the back of his mind where shit if the packers don't let me do what i want to do i can always just go to tv so yeah the timing okay. is so weird because he just won mvp and the packers are in a position where next year they're one of the top five teams in football. So the Packers can easily win a Super Bowl in the next few years if Rodgers is playing like this. So to think that he's going to walk away from football now or, or move from Green Bay, it's wild. But that's where we're at. This is, uh, yeah. this, is, this is a big story. This is one of the biggest stories we've seen in the NFL for a while. And it's interesting how uh, it started. We started the offseason with Deshaun Watson wanting to leave, murmurs about Russell Wilson wanting to leave. Now it's... Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, who wants to leave. So um, getting more into that, we'll talk about it more next week. But um, owners, we have a source at U Stadium. Um, I actually broke this on on, uh, on the app and Instagram. 
there are currently owners that are looking uh, to fix this problem. So owners um, have contacted Roger Goodell um, and they want to prevent this from happening in the future. They don't want a situation where, like the NBA, if a player is is not happy with their current situation, they can just uh, force their way out like James Harden did, like LeBron's done, like Kyrie did. Uh, the NFL wants to put a – the ownership wants to put a stop to that. The last thing you want is someone like Patrick Mahomes to – not want to stay in Kansas City for whatever reason and have the leverage to be able to move uh, on from their team. So I don't know how you guys feel about this. We can talk about it more next week, but I think it's super interesting. What kind of mm-hmm. measures can Roger Goodell put in place? Because remember, Roger Goodell works for the owners. Right. So whatever they basically want, he's going to do. Uh, well, how can you prevent this from happening? How do you stop a player from getting up and going to practice and playing on Sunday? So um, this is a very interesting situation, and sports are changing. The NBA really set a precedent that you see other sports get doing now where players are just forcing their way out. And uh, just this offseason, Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, I mean, that that's not going to change year after year. You, you'll, you'll see more power in the hands of players and less in the hands of owners. Yeah, that's definitely a topic that we can touch on next week just because we're running out of time, and that can that could potentially take up an entire show. Um, yeah. So, but Splash, you said there's something in the in the app that you wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Alec. Uh. He's a OG U Stadium user. Uh, let me bring down the banner for a second. That's thank yeah, there you. We go. This is my point. <laughs> this is my point. Wow. This is one of the best posts I've ever like. I've been on the app for about five years now or six years now. This is one of the best posts I've ever seen. And like Alec, this is grade A. I, I commented this is top tier. This is what the issue is with Green Bay, that Rodgers is just different. Not only is he different in terms of like uh, being up like an MVP caliber quarterback, personality-wise, he's one of the I don't I don't want to say weird in a bad way, but he's just different from how other quarterbacks and how other players might interact with the media, might interact with GM, head coach. It's just a little different from what the rest of the league is doing and Green Bay is in a sticky situation. I still don't think anything happens at the end of the day, but you know, this is not a situation the Packers want to be in. This is not a situation I would imagine Rodgers wants to be in. And I think they will work something out by the end of the off season. Yeah. That's just the one night Alec isn't on in the comments. I'm going to agree with him and give him a shout out. That uh, that is my entire point right there. You're not going to win an argument and anything with somebody who holds grudges better than they hold anything else. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that this is going to be resolved anytime soon. Um, well, I'm sure next week there will be more developments that we'll have to talk about. Um, but I will say I have a friend who is a beat writer for the Packers. He works for The Athletic. Um, his name is Matt Schneidman. If you guys want to read his stuff, he's wicked good at what he does. He he says that Rogers is the same person in the media, on the field, as he is in real life. And he's around him all the time because that's what he does for work. He works for the team. He covers the team. So he would know better than most. What did he say? He just says that like he's just the same kind of guy that you see in uh, like in press conferences and stuff. Like that's that's just how he is. Yeah. So. And this is me talking now. He's very smug and like 
thinks he's smarter than everybody. This is me. This, these are my words because I don't, I don't like him, and I don't want to get my friend in trouble. Um, but it's, it's something that it just, it's crazy. This whole off season has been nuts, and it's interesting how, when the Deshaun Watson stuff has kind of quieted down a little bit, that's not over by any means. Um, but you haven't really heard much about it. How another prominent quarterback is in the news again because he wants out of his current situation. So we'll see. Um, Probably towards the end of the summer is when I think a lot of these things are going to be resolved when camp is kind of winding down um, and a lot of contracts become guaranteed and they need to figure out their week one starter situation and everything like that. Um, But we'll have a whole summer to talk about it, which is exciting. And we also have uh, baseball and basketball and NHL playoffs to talk about in the coming weeks. Nick and Frankie aren't excited about that. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Slash is excited for it, uh, which is all that matters. So we will get into that um, as football is kind of like in a lull right now. This is kind of the dead time. There will still be news. We'll still have things to talk about, but not as much as everything else. So we're going to try our best to kind of bring in fans from the other sports in this stream. Um and get talking. So we are, we're done here. So if you guys have any questions you want us to get to in the comments before we sign off, um, go ahead and do that. Splash, if there are any like in-app questions that you found, shoot them up here. But if you guys want us to answer anything, drop them in the comments um, and we will pull probably like two or three and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, we so. can put the, the power rankings. Oh, we can do that. I have I had don't necessarily agree with number one, but the Chiefs are number one. They're the number one team. We're gonna launch like our power that. rankings next week on the app. Uh, we can get splash our round one. Um, did we get our round one picks that the U fam picked? Because we have to launch that on 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 the show. We didn't get to that. Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, next week we're going to launch our power rankings. That will come with a contest. Um, so, yeah, tune in to the show next week. We'll launch our power rankings. I'll have – what do I think a jersey giveaway. We're not doing any more PS5, Xbox giveaways. Those are done. So if you didn't get one, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I go on eBay and get one for like $890 or something. But, um, yeah, we'll do that next week. We'll have our power rankings. Uh, the UFAM today, we, uh, we had um, a, a, a vote. I respect who they voted for. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. So Justin Fields won the UFAM vote for best round one pick. Um, so uh, everyone that participated in that, we might uh, give away some points or something. But, yeah. Tune in next week. Bree, sign us off, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it flowing again next week. All right. We are out of here. We had, a, we had a lot to talk about. Nick kind of dipped on us early. I think he's playing softball or some <laughs> shit like that. Uh, next week, right back, same time, same place. Lots to talk about. Hopefully more Aaron Rodgers news. Maybe um, I'll explain why I think he's even more of a jerk because I can only imagine the things that he's going to say between now and then. Um, and I will go in and explain why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be the number one team on everybody's power rankings going into the season. So with that being said, we are out of here. We'll see you guys next Thursday. See you later. That's it for this episode of timeout with you stadium. 
We'd love to connect with you and keep the conversation going. Find us on the U Stadium app, the best way to talk sports on mobile or online. Check us out at ustadium.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a show.